0: Welcome to a new episode of Miss Aligned. This week, I'm on with Corin Campbell of Dash 10. Great band. You guys should definitely check them out. I'm going to basically just ask her some questions about the band and some of the other things she does, but how are you doing today, Corin? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I know you are a member of the military. Does that have anything to do with how Dash 10 was started, or are those two completely separate things in your life? Um, They're kind of related.
1: I actually started out as a solo artist and I, I've actually been doing that for a long time and um, I was kind of doing that on my own. And then the army invited me to do it for them, Uh, which was really cool because, you know, a lot of musicians struggle with funding tours and, and things like that. So it kind of took care of some of those things for me And then, um, more recently I was like, you know, the music really sounds more like a band. Right. (laughs) I'd really like to be more in a band and not just have it be all about me all the time. Um, and so I'd actually played with both Steve and Pete, uh, before who are the the other guys in the band and I hit them up and I was like, Hey, I really want to start this new project. I think you'd be perfect for it and um, you know Steve's married and Pete you know has a fiance so they were like, well, let's check with our ladies and then they gotta <laughs> to me and so they'd love to be a part of it and so that's kind of how it all
0: came together. Awesome. And what branch of the military are you in and what do you do basically?
1: So all three of us actually are in the Army okay. Um, And so we're soldiers. And that's the like the weird thing about us is that right now this our being in Dash 10 is 100 percent our job. So it's almost as if the army is like kind of like trying to be a label or, or even like sponsoring a musical act because the music is still all like written, you know, away from our time in the army. Like that's, that's something that's, you know, done outside of the parameters of our job. But then the army has this tour pretty much. We were on tour 300 days last year. Wow. So, yeah. So we, we tour a lot and we play at high schools and music festivals and local events, community outreach kind of things. So um, it, it, it's a really cool gig because it kind of varies <laughs> depending on the day. It's always a, a little bit different.
0: Right. And what does the name Dash 10 actually mean for you guys?
1: Um, for us, it's it's kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, it's a little bit of an inside joke kind of thing. But um, it, when you're in the military, and I it, I don't know if it's the other branches or it's just the army, but every piece of equipment has a manual. And for like the very first time that somebody's trying to use a compass or you know, anything like that, and that manual is is the manual Dash 10, which is the the very first user manual. And then when you get to the more advanced Compass user <laughs> or whatever piece of equipment we're talking about, right. it becomes the Dash 20 uh, okay. and on and on. So for us, the Dash 10 moniker is really kind of about how we feel about our music, which is you know really bringing rock kind of back to its roots a bit. Um, we don't use any kind of... Auto tune or, uh, you know, time. We, we don't edit our stuff with any of those digital tools uh, because we really want the music to sound like you walked in a room and a band's playing for you. Uh, so we, we don't, we generally do all of our performances on the album in one or two takes. Uh, our drums were recorded with only three mics uh, in just like a triangular fashion to really pick up the room and the sound of the drums. And so the kind of that organic rock feel or, you know, it's kind of our, we're bringing the dash 10 of rock back into the scene.
0: Right. And you guys had a self-titled EP a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Did you guys record that yourselves and kind of have a very DIY attitude about it?
1: Absolutely. Or did you go
0: into a studio?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's so funny because, like, what's what is a studio? What is a producer now? You know, <laughs> right. it de- it definitely. I mean, we worked with a friend of ours. Uh, his name's Pete Stewart. He's done a lot of work across a lot of genres, and but he's from that Seattle grunge scene originally, and so um, he's got his own studio. He's you know done some work uh, and and gathered some Grammys, and so but he just has that rock vibe to him and so you know I was like I I really want to get in with Pete and work on this so the army you know doesn't have anything to do with the writing or recording process that that's something that you know I I would like take days off of work and I would go do that right um and you know I think the coolest thing for me about this gig is that at first I was like I wonder if the army is gonna like try to tell me what to write because I'm not good at that (laughs) Um, right and they've actually been really great about embracing, like, you know, what the band actually wants to say in the music. And, like, we just want you guys to, you know, show who you are. And that's kind of the whole point of what you're doing. And that was surprising for me. I thought I'd end up writing a bunch of Toby Keith-type songs. <laughs> 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 but that's not what happened. And so we've been, you know, really excited about that. So the studio we worked in is fourth, It's called Fourth Wall Um, it's just a small studio in Nashville and we worked with Pete Stewart and, um, it was just the producer and the band and that was it. And, um, you know, we, we love that. We even, we designed our own CD cover and have our photographer is, uh, Ryan Russell, who he's a big indie band kind of photographer. Um, and you know, we just, we tried to just do it all ourselves and, you know, sweat a little. (laughs) Like most indie artists have to. Um, And so that's really, you know, the album was really kind of bred in that direction.
0: Right. And it's awesome that you get to basically do the music the way you want to without, you know, like you mentioned, the army having a ton of influence on what you write about and that sort of thing. How has your service kind of shaped who you are? And do you think that's maybe made you a better musician and really wanting to do things yourself and do things to help other people?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think the coolest thing about you know what we're doing is that we have this opportunity to like use what we're passionate about and and kind of have that like selfish fulfillment <laughs> but right. while still doing it for the purpose of something greater than just ourselves. And I for me that's I, that's the dream, I think. If I can make a living, you know, I I don't really want to be famous or rich or you know those aren't, you know, things that I'm going after. If they come with me loving my life, then that's awesome. But um, since it's not a goal, making a living in a band and you know having a, a pretty comfortable life doing it, and then feeling this like sense of service in it—I mean, that's for me. That's just the pinnacle of of all the things you could look for in an occupation. Um, so I, I feel pretty good about it.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Toby Keith. <laughs> Do you do you feel like if given the opportunity, you know, like a USO tour is something that you guys would love to go do? Because I know, you know, Toby Keith has done that sort of thing. And a lot of country artists do go overseas to the soldiers who are deployed rather than, you know, on bases here at home. Right. So if given the chance, would a USO tour be something you would be interested in?
1: Oh yeah, I mean I think that you know our current job is is all based around community outreach and outreach to especially the millennial generation or you know generation Y or whatever buzzy thing everyone's to call it now but um you know we're mainly trying to talk to kids and young adults who haven't totally formed um their opinions about you know the military and about you know the the politics surrounding it because You know, we are now entering a time when you're talking about an 18-year-old, they've pretty much their entire conscious life, they've seen us in a state of conflict. Because at at this point, you know, September 11th is everything they could possibly remember. Um, And what that results in is very polar representations of who soldiers are as people outside of the political part of it outside of worries about budgets or, you know, Department of Defense or the politicians on either side of different parties or whatever is, you know, there's just a lot of martyrdom or a lot of reporting on, um, you know, some very negative outliers of people, you know, who aren't behaving well. And so there's something, there's something very inaccessible about that. And I I think what it's doing is it it influence uh, influences our teens to kind of think like, you know, that all soldiers are that way and that they would never want to do it or that they couldn't, if they did want to do it, it that they would have to change who they are to be a part of it. Um, and so that's really more what we do uh, is is kind of show that like, hey, we're people. And right now we get to do something really cool <laughs> and still be serving our country. And if it doesn't work for you, that's great. But if, if it does, then maybe you should just think differently about it and, and hopefully it'll help um, the way that they think about soldiers as people. So that was a long answer <laughs> to something unrelated to a US. We would definitely do a USO tour and be interested in that. Uh, we've already, all three of us had already been overseas as, um, combat veterans with the various divisions that we were stationed with prior to coming together as dash 10. Right. So, you know, we've definitely been there, done that, got the t-shirt kind of thing, but I think that, you know, music is something that brings all kinds of people together in all kinds of situations where you know, life is hard and or, or joyful or celebratory or you know, all of these things. So, we'd love to to do that and kind of give the guys a piece of home uh, because I know when I was over there I did a lot of that, you know, playing music for people who had a lot harder jobs than I did and it was it felt great.
0: Right. And when did you first know that you wanted to do music and also be in the military? Did these things happen at two different times? Like you were into music first and then decided to enlist?
1: Yeah, I I definitely was into music pretty much my entire life. Okay, uh, especially you know as singers. Most singers have been singing in some capacity or another, like from the bathtub to church or whatever it is, Right. Um, since they were little. And so, you know, I always knew that I liked singing, although um, that wasn't really my main focus. When I came into the military, I was a bass guitarist, and okay. I just, you know, my dad was a Princeton grad. There was a lot of pressure to, you know, if I was going to go to college, like, you know, do it very successfully, and. Frankly, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And I wasn't ready for, you know, like, okay, here's this huge price tag. Go be a productive member of society, like, right now. I just wasn't, I wasn't mature enough or ready for it. Um, fortunately, I was mature enough to recognize that, though. Right. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, let me leave Duluth, Minnesota for one of the first times in my life. And, <laughs> and go see something outside of this, you know, this little tiny corner of the U S and I mean, it's been awesome. I, I definitely didn't think I'd be in it for as many years as I have been. Um, I came in to get college money and see a little bit and then move on, but it's just developed into something further than that.
0: Right. And I saw on the band's website that you've sung the national anthem at, a number of baseball games, how did those opportunity opportunities arise?
1: Uh it's it's kind of weird. It's just like people hear through other people. So I mean the I think the first game I ever did and I've I've actually sung at professional sporting events for every single uh national sport. So oh, cool. NHL, NBA, MLB, uh even the NHRA. Which is the Hot Rod Association? Right, I've right. not, not done NASCAR, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I met the entertainment director at the Atlanta Braves. Um, he actually knew Kevin Lyman of Warp Tour, and I was at this touring conference, and uh, just kind of we crossed paths there. And uh, his name's Brandon, you know. And I, I kept in contact with him, and he was like, "You should come down and." you know sing for we're doing this great Veterans Day thing and you should, or I think it was Memorial Day you should come down and sing the anthem for that so I showed up and then as soon as you do it for one team because all those guys know each other <laughs> so, right right um, so I've done it from any you know I've done it for the Lakers and for Miami Heat and you know just all over the country and um, the it's it's actually kind of amazing how much they all talk to each other and They're always looking for someone to do the anthem in a a way that's not going to make their social media negative. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Well, I'm a huge Lakers fan, so that's awesome to hear that you've sung the national anthem for them. They're not too great right now, but hopefully next season will be a bit better. (laughs) Oh yeah, they'll be great. They'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think that way. (laughs) They didn't. They didn't have me sing this
1: year. I actually. What's funny for me, and of course, this is completely self-involved, but. A statistic, I'm actually batting a thousand, except for one game. With all of the games I've done, the National Anthem, even if, like, it was maybe two or three years ago I I sang for the Steelers versus the Buffalo Bills, and, like, the Steelers were having a rough season. And <laughs> it was, like, their first win after six losses. You oh, know? wow. Um, same thing for the Florida team, uh, the hockey team down in Florida. Like, they had been just having a Terrible time, and they were playing a Canadian team. So, like, you know, the turnout was like miserable because everybody just figured they were going to lose and then they won. <laughs> so, the only team that's ever lost when I sang the anthem at their home park or stadium was uh, the Miami Heat. But other than that, every single team has won. So, Lakers, call me back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely should do that. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool that you mentioned Kevin Lyman knowing these guys because you've also had some experience on Warp Tour, and you guys are going back again this summer. So, what was your first experience on Warp Tour like?
1: Oh man! I mean, as an artist or as a goer?
0: Let's do both.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> um, my first was a goer because in uh, in two thousand three, I was working with his vocal coach in Nashville. And I met a, a, a student. This is going to go somewhere, I promise. Uh, <laughs> I met a student of his whose lesson was wrapping up just before mine started. And so I, I met this girl and she was this little kid, you know, and I, I was, I mean, she wasn't that much younger than me, but she was young and her voice was incredible. And I was like, man, this, you know, this girl's great. And so he was telling me, he was like, well, she's starting this band. You should keep up with her. And I was like, Absolutely. So then he, he emailed me later and said, like, hey, you know, it was like, you know, a year and a half later. So he was like, hey, they're going to be playing Warp Tour. You should go. And this was in 2005, I think. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go support them. And um, so the, the band that I ended up seeing was Paramore. Nice. And so, like, it's, and it's kind of incredible because I saw them at Warped every year for, <laughs> for several years before they finally kind of grew to a point where, you know, trying to have them at Warped would just be insane. But, um, you know, so that was actually my first time going. And, gosh, I, I can't even remember all the great bands that were on then. But, you know, they're actually doing quite a bit of a throwback this year, you know, bringing on, like, Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake and, like, you know, these – is i think some
0: 41 is yeah good charlotte is like coming back together and i'm like
1: what is happening i know and
0: good charlotte's releasing an album i'm like whoa where did this come from you know that feels so long ago and you mentioned paramore getting so big i actually happened to catch them after they had already blown up but they played like a select few Warp Tour dates one summer. So I'm in Orange County, and my friends and I were like, "All right, Paramore is playing San Diego, so we're driving down there." Even though there was, you know, a Warp Tour much closer to us, so right. we were like, "Whatever, we'll just do it."
1: Nice. Yeah, I actually I, the reason why I met Kevin Lyman in the first place was through the Williams camp, and man, their their whole family is just incredibly great people and they're really that kind of pay it forward um musician kind of family where you know they're they're all super graceful about how successful Haley's been and how you know how great that's been and they always try to like help other people out and yeah um you know and so I am actually pretty close with Haley's mom Christy um and I know her, her grandparents as well, but they're all just like incredible people. And I'm like, you know, if I ever get to a point similar to where they are, like this is the way you behave, you know right.
0: Definitely. And it's cool because when I was going to Drexel University for m- their music industry program, Kevin Lyman actually came there and spoke to us, and it was when they were releasing a documentary. And we got to have it screened for us and that sort of thing. And, I mean, I know Kevin Lyman's been criticized for a few choices he's made here and there regarding certain artists being able to play on Warp Tour. But for the most part, he's really trying to do something to help make the scene a better place and to give kids a safe space to go watch all these bands.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, I, you know, it's funny because I... I was there because uh, I did the tour last year as a solo artist. And, you know, so I was there doing some of that drama and, you know, I, I talked with Kevin some about just, you know, the the, the trolls on Twitter and, you know, how, right. how all that is. And I can just tell that that's kind of soul sucking for him because, you know, I, I've talked to him about, you know, some of the stuff that was going on, um, you know, with these various incidents. And you can tell, like, the guy just feels... Like he's kind of a, a, a parent in this situation. Yeah. You know, he, he cares about so many people on the tour and, and would do anything to help them, you know, uh, and give them the shirt off his back. He takes care of them like they're his kids. And so, you know, it's, it's easy from afar to see things in black and white. But I think, you know, just like a parent does, you know, if you have a kid who's an addict, how, how long do you enable them and, and when do you stop the love because you're actually helping them? you know, that's, that's a hard position for anyone to be in. And so, you know, when he gets in these, these situations, um, especially when, you know, nobody knows a hundred percent of what happened except the people involved. Um, it's sometimes it's, it's not as black and white as everyone sees. Um, I know that like when Johnny got kicked off the tour last year, I was pretty vocal about, uh, my support for slaves leaving the tour and that made slaves, fans really angry and i saw so many rumors out there about what supposedly had happened that were completely inflated right and then some that were like totally dumbing it down it's like you know you just can't win you know and at some point you gotta have your true north compass in your heart and just follow that and i think kevin really does i I think he's great people
0: yeah so was last summer your first experience as an artist on warp tour Uh not quite, but it was
1: was the first full experience considering, you know, all the craziness that happened last summer. Right. Um, you know, but I I actually I did I think Kevin let me do eighteen dates on the tour two years ago. Okay. And so I kind of, you know, tried it out and then I was like, man, this is awesome. And like I was actually driving I mean, me and the the guys who were with me, like we were driving ourselves from every single stop. And so like that year was like Pomona and then up to Wheatland and then down to San Diego, like day after day after day, like just 600 miles some nights, you know, and it was killer. It just, I was like, okay, I like the experience, but we got to get on a bus. Right. (laughs) So last year was, I still did it as a solo artist and we were on a bus with like, Gosh, I mean, there was 19 total people on the bus. Yeah. Um, and it was all production staff. We weren't on the tour uh, – or we weren't on a tour bus with any other bands. Um, but 19 people on a bus is madness. It's right. madness. I mean, if, oh, my gosh. It's just – it's crazy because, like, you know, there's only – if you think about, like, an airport bathroom or, like, the airport trash can, you know. But now yeah. 19 people for days on end, like – oh my gosh, I thought I was going to kill people. But (laughs) at the same time, it was really great because you got to know people really fast and, um, you could pretty much figure out like, okay, these are going to be my friends. And then these are the people I'm going to avoid when I'm having a bad day. (laughs) Like if I'm cranky, I'm going to steer on over here, (laughs) right? whatever, you know, but you learn people's quirks and, um, and you make friends fast because you're just trying to survive out there. You know, it's, it's madness it's the heat and you know you're running from pretty much sun up to sundown setting up and playing and you know running your merch and doing signings and then you run back to the bus and, like sleep and then you wake up and do it again so uh we all you know whether we were best friends or whether we were like acquaintances on the bus we were all looking out for each other
0: right and you're actually hitting the road again soon for warp tour but with the band this time. So what is that going to be like for you to have the guys there with you?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm super excited for that. I mean, the guys that I'm with are, um, so I've, I've got Steve who's the guitar player and Pete who's the drummer and then our manager slash video lighting guy. Okay. um, His name is TJ. And so they're all soldiers and they all act like soldiers so <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's kind of weird because you've got this band who's out on warp tour and um you know but at the same time we're always like watching out for army you know just just making sure that everything that's on social media is clean cuz that's right. that's a thing which I have a potty mouth so that's a problem <laughs> I'm terrible about it um, <laughs> and like not saying anything on stage that's inappropriate dude pff, that's <laughs> I uh, I got and I struggle with that. Quite
0: a bit. Biggest it challenge of warp tour cool for stuff. you? <laughs> like, huh? That's the biggest challenge of warp tour for you.
1: It kind of is. I mean, that and like just like drink a ton of water. But like, no, I I um especially because like everybody are we, are we censored on here? Or am I? No, like, no. I, so everybody's like, get your fucking hands up, you know? And so like, we're the band that gets up there and like, all our guys are like super clean cut. I mean, we all have like tats and stuff, but like guys have to keep their hair like army and like my hair would be purple if I weren't in the army, you know? Right. So like we get up there and we look pretty clean compared to everything else. <laughs> and then yeah. Like, especially at Warped Tour. <laughs> oh, I know. And then like, we're like, okay guys get your hands up. And everyone's like, where's the fucking, (laughs) you know? And so it's just, it's kind of funny because it's partially because I have a potty mouth anyway. And then partially because, you know, it's just the influence of the community around you, you know? Um, And it's almost like there's just not, it's just not quite as satisfying. (laughs) Right. But, um, you know, but those are kind of, that's part of if you're being like a brand ambassador, which is basically what we're going to be out there doing um, you know, you got to align, that's the name of the game, you know, and I'm sure labels have their rules. And, you know, if I had to kind of choose between where we are right now, and like being signed to a label that wants to, you know, make us write certain types of songs, I, I'd much rather be where we are, censoring out an F-bomb here and there than, you know, having someone d- decide our songs, not a single,
0: you know? <laughs> right. I mentioned the self-titled EP, earlier in the podcast are you guys going to be working on some new music while you're on the road or do you tend to kind of do that when you're home and can you know put some more time into it and not have to you know worry about where you need to be this day this time what stage you're playing and that sort of thing
1: right I I think for us I mean first you know the EP just came out so we're kind of jazzed about that we've been getting a really good response from it and then we actually are putting out another single um, and we're premiering it with a lyric video on like all the Warp Tour social channels. Uh, that'll be on June 8th. Um,
0: and so I'm wondering what day June 8th is <laughs> of the week. I believe uh, it is next Wednesday.
1: Okay. So we're premiering this video um, and Warp Tour will tweet it out, Facebook, all of those things. And so we're really excited about that. I'm excited about the song because it's just, it's, probably one of the most positive things I've ever written. Um, and it's really just a statement about coming together as a generation to, to better the world. Um, and you know, it it, it really just lines up with what's going on in my life right now. And so that'll be coming out. Um, it's very, very, very soon. <laughs> yeah,
0: I should say that by the time everyone will be hearing this, it will already be out. So it will not be next Wednesday. It'll be the day before you all hear this. Sweet. because We are recording this ahead of time. So right. I will definitely link to that in our show notes as well. So everyone can go check it out.
1: Yeah, please do. Because uh, we're just really excited about it. And it, it really it's funny how when you write over time, um it it kind of you can almost show this like storyline of a band and like how you grow in your perspective and in your sound. Um, you know, it really. It, it, I think it's kind of fun. Tells a story like that. So we'll we'll always kind of keep writing. I I'm always jotting down lyrics as little things pop in my head, right? Uh, and you know, I'll, I journal and do that stuff. But most of the musical writing happens in the studio. Sometimes I'll write down different chord progressions, because I'm kind of a nerd like that. Where right. <laughs> Like, you're like, ooh, it'd be cool if it did this. But uh, most of the time, the songs kind of take their fetal shape in the studio. Right.
0: Awesome. Well, I think that's about it for what I have for you today. Is there anything that I missed that you would like to plug?
1: <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, we are
0: um, on
1: pretty much everything plus the things we shouldn't be at (laughs) dash 10 music. So dash 10 music, all one word, they can find us. Um, we follow back a ton of people. Um, you know, for us, the biggest thing about being in this band is that we get to connect with folks. And so, um, you know, we, we really want to hear from people and we manage all that ourselves. Uh, that's important to us to actually be connecting with the people who hear our music across the country. Uh, The only other thing is that the EP is out digital streaming, but the hard copy is available at Warp Tour for $0 because the Army is funding all of our merchandise. So not only will the CD be free to anyone who visits the Army slash dash 10 tent, but also we'll have a a daily prize wheel where you can win hoodies or snapbacks, T-shirts, stuff like that. All totally free, as well as custom dog tags with Warp Tour on them. Um, so it it's going to be a really cool event. So if you can
0: make it to Warp Tour, come out and see us. Awesome, and definitely visit that army tent because sounds like you guys have a lot of cool things going on there. Free is good. I mean, especially like
1: for us, the coolest thing about all that stuff being free is that you know I don't know about all the kids going to Warp Tour now, but when I went to Warp Tour as a kid. I was like I had my like $20 and like I had to find the two things for 10 bucks. Right. that were like the <laughs> best thing on the tour to save up for. And so you know for us it's really cool because you know we're not competing with all these other bands who are just busting their asses out there to to play shows and sell merch and tour all over the place. Like our our bill is paid as far as touring. So for us it's really cool that we can give people good high-quality merch. And at the same time, leave their dollars free to support those bands who are working so hard.
0: Yeah. And I've definitely seen an increase in, you know, military basically having tents at events like this and X Games. I know when I was at the X Games, I think the Navy was there and they had a prize wheel as well. And I got like a cup and a bag and all sorts of things from them (laughs) for free. So it's awesome to see them you know, going out and promoting the military in a positive way because like you mentioned earlier, with all the politics and everything, everything can kind of get muddied on people's views of the military.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I think too, like I was shocked because when I first brought Warp Tour as an idea to the people I were for, I was like, hey, what if our band could go on warp tour? They're like, Ugh
0: <laughs> Because they were just
1: so unfamiliar with it, you know? Right. And so but if you look at, at you know everybody in the army or in the navy or in the marine corps, like you're not talking about the guys who are now running these organizations. You know, it's not you know the army's not made up all of fifty year olds who yeah. are <laughs> yeah. kind of doing it from high above like this. And and I'm like, you know, you guys really got to embrace. You know, we went through kind of a scandal with our tattoo policy a couple years ago, and where everything was just really restrictive and. Um, I'm like, you know, you kind of need to embrace the way that people express themselves now, or you know, people aren't going to want to be a part of this, right? Um, And you know, I I'm really excited that the army decided to you know hop on work tour and and do all this with us because I think it it really shows an acceptance of a community um, that other otherwise people may not think that they'd be supportive of.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's definitely been a great talk. Thanks for having me. No problem. And to our listeners, as always, thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.